Hi, welcome to today's program. This is Kennedy with Living on God's Word. Today, we're going to be reading Acts chapter 19 from the Jesus Bible and every edition. Review key takeaways and end our session with a prayer. Paul in Ephesus. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, No. We have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So Paul asked, Then what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. Paul said, John's baptism was the baptism of repentance. He took the people to believe in the one coming after him, that is, in Jesus. And hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. There were about twelve men in all. Paul entered the synagogue and spoke boldly there for three months, arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. But some of them became obstinate. They refused to believe and publicly maligned the way. So Paul left them. He took the disciples with them and had discussions daily in the lecture hall of Tyrannus. This went on for two years, so that all the Jews and Greeks who lived in the province of Asia heard the word of the Lord. God did extraordinary miracles through Paul, so that even handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him were taken to the sick, and the illness were cured, and the evil spirits left them. Some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. They would say, In the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Seven sons of Seba, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. One day the evil spirit answered them, Jesus, I know, and Paul I know about, but who are you? And the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. When this became known to the Jews and Greeks living in Ephesus, they were all seized with fear, and the name of the Lord Jesus was held in high honor. Many of those who believed now came and openly confessed what they had done. A number who had practiced sorcery brought the scrolls together and burned them publicly. When they calculated the value of the scrolls, the total came to 50,000 drachmas. In this way, the word of the Lord spread widely and grew in power. After all this had happened, Paul decided to go to Jerusalem, passing through Macedonia and Achaia. After I have been there, he said, I must visit Rome also. He sent two of his helpers, Timothy and Erastus, to Macedonia, while he stayed in the province of Asia a little longer. The riots in Ephesus. About that time, there arose a great disturbance about the way. A civil smith named Demetrius, who made silver shrines of Artemis, brought in a lot of business for the craftsmen there. He called them together, along with the workers in related trades, and said, You know, my friends, that we receive a good income from this business. And you see and hear how this fellow Paul has convinced and led astray large numbers of people here in Ephesus and in practically the whole province of Asia. He says that gods made by human hands are not gods at all. There is danger not only that our trade will lose its good name, but also that the temple of the great goddess of Artemis will be discredited, and the goddess herself 
who is worshipped throughout the province of Asia and the world, will be robbed of her divine majesty. When they heard this, they were furious and began shouting, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. Soon the whole city was in an uproar. The people seized Gaius and Aristarchus, Paul's traveling companions from Macedonia, and all of them rushed into the theater together. Paul wanted to appear before the crowd, but the disciples would not let him. Even some of the officials of the province, friends of Paul, sent him a message begging him not to venture into the theater. The assembly was in confusion. Some were shouting one thing, some another. Most of the people did not even know why they were there. The Jews in the crowd pushed Alexander to the front, and they shouted instructions to him. He motioned for silence in order to make a defense before the people. But when they realized he was a Jew, they all shouted in unison for about two hours. Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. The city clerk quieted the crowd and said, Fellow Ephesians, doesn't all the world know that the city of Ephesus is the guardian of the temple of the great Artemis and of her image, which fell from heaven? Therefore, since these facts are undeniable, you ought to calm down and not do anything rash. You have brought these men here, though they have neither robbed temples nor blasphemed our goddess. If then Demetrius and his fellow craftsmen have a grievance against anybody, the courts are open and there are proconsuls. They can press charges. If there is anything further you want to bring up, it must be settled in a legal assembly. As it is, we are in danger of being charged with rioting because of what happened today. In that case, we would not be able to account for this commotion, since there is no reason for it. After he had said this, he dismissed the assembly. This is the end of Acts chapter 19. So here we see Paul is now in Ephesus. He's going around preaching. And then we see the riots that happened in Ephesus uh, and how the assembly was in confusion and some were shouting one thing and some another. Um, and then finally, Demetrius and his fellow craftsmen um, had a grievance and it proved that there was no basis for this, so they were told to other charge, talk to the proconsuls to make their charges, and press, otherwise um, go home, because they were in jeopardy of being charged with rioting. So let us pray. Father, thank you so much again for your way, for showing us your way, the only way, the path to your kingdom, for instructing us that we are always to speak loud and clear about your kingdom and your love, and your forgiveness, that we're never to be ashamed, but that we should not be following false pretenses, false teachings, false goddess and gods. Lord, you're the only one. You put us on this earth for a purpose. Every day we stand up, we deal with people, we talk to people, we reason with people, we get lost in the day and the feelings and the reactions and the humanness of it all. But teach us to take a step back, to see the purpose of life, the purpose of everything we say, of our interactions with others, so that when we communicate, we're communicating your love, the one and only purpose for being, to join your kingdom, to be part of that kingdom, and be able to share an eternal life. Give us this perspective, Lord. Allow the Holy Spirit to touch our hearts and our brain and our thoughts and our mind. In Jesus we pray. Amen. This concludes today's reading interpretation of Acts chapter 19. We hope that you join us again tomorrow. God bless you. This is Kennedy, your brother in Christ, always.